Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. You're listening to Causeway Street. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Where are we going? You guys are such homeless. It's your boy Terry here. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe, Sway, Joel, and Sean. Back with another edition of your favorite Celtics podcast with your three favorite hosts, of course. My name is Joseph Pavone. That was Mr. Sean Dutra with the vocals, with the vocals to start off the podcast, and Mr. Joel Pavone. What up? Behind the ones and twos, this is another edition of the Causeway Street podcast. <laughs> the ones and twos, dude. The ones and twos. <laughs> See, you guys don't know. We were going through a crazy, like, little music. Little jam session before we got into this, so we're yep. in a, we're feeling really good going into this episode. I really, I really didn't even know we were live right there, so that's cool. Because <laughs> that's how in tune you were <laughs> with this playlist that Joel had going. Ooh, I try right. to get, I try to get people's initial reaction to certain songs and beats. You know, there we go. I mean, we won't. I am behind the ones and twos. We won't bore you with the playlist and what we were playing because obviously we're going to get straight to business here and talk about this Celtics team. Uh, we got a shit. Do we have a lot to talk about, man? Sure, we do. Sean. Yeah, your boys in the news again. Certain <laughs> hey. certain power forward slash center coming from Sacramento. I didn't even plan this, man. Didn't even plan this. Yeah, everyone always intro intros him like that. 
Power forward slash center. They just can't never. They never know <laughs> what to not, call them. Not, not just a center. They right? can't just, just say like a big man. Pick one. <laughs> well, it's Demarcus Cousins. For all your new listeners out there that don't know who Sean's boy is, you know is, the uh, power forward slash center. The, yeah, the, the, power he, he is the power forward slash center. The power forward slash, forward slash center that Sean Ducha so desperately wants to see in a Celtics uniform. So we'll talk about him and why he's in the news and if what he did is going to actually. Force the Kings that to, to trade him because I don't I honestly don't see it. Well, you I don't must see be blind, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't. I must be Ray Charles because I don't see it, Sean. <laughs> yeah, Ray Charles, not CB one. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm, yeah, good, good, good choice. Yep. I'll tell you why I don't, don't see want to get it. into that again. <laughs> I'll tell you why I don't see it in a little bit, but yeah. First things first, we'll get into uh, the Celtics' most recent win over the Miami Heat. We'll also talk about uh, another center who might be available. He's not as uh, dominant as DeMarcus Cousins, but he's someone I think that would certainly fit the the role of being a uh, rim protector that the Celtics so desperately need that we've been talking about the last, what, two, three years now? Oh, you mean Al Horford's not enough? Al Horford is not enough, okay. no. Okay, well, I was just checking. And don't get me started on Amir Johnson. And also, hmm. we'll get into a controversial topic, one that really caught me by surprise, you know, a conversation that I've been hearing out of uh, Celtics Nation Ever since he was out with his uh, groin injury, that is Isaiah Thomas. And we'll talk about... You mean the dirtiest player in the game? The <laughs> We'll get into that right away, actually. But no, we'll talk about um, the question that I couldn't believe people were actually asking. And that is, is trading Isaiah Thomas a legitimate conversation we need to be discussing tonight? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there and we're going to tease oh, it. Kind of blindsided me with that one. Sorry. I'm going to throw it out there and we're going to tease it and we're going to just leave it there for now and we'll get back to it in a second. But first things first. Just put it on the table. We're just going to put it on the table. table. Let, it, let it simmer. You're going to let it simmer. It's in the corner on that table over there. <laughs> we'll I bring it, it over when we're ready. I smell it. I smell it, right? It's, it's, close, like it's the, close right next to Joel. It's yeah. like that Christmas pie that's got the, the, the table, not the table cost, but like the... The, di- the yeah, I don't kitchen it. towel over it. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 too like, it's too hot right now. It's too hot. It's too hot right now. We're going to let it's it cool. It's too hot. Let it cool. It's too hot. Let Put it, it on the window sill. Let it simmer. Too Put it on the window sill. Let it simmer. Hot. We'll come back to it. We'll get back to it. Well, Wait, finish your turkey first. Wait, come on. <laughs> finish your brew apron over Stop there. Stop looking at the pie. Go ahead. Well, first things first, guys. That Isaiah Thomas pie. This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron, whose mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free, with free shipping, of course, by going to blueapron.com slash causeway. That's blueapron.com slash causeway. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash causeway, blue apron, a better way to cook. So to piggyback on the uh, whole Isaiah Thomas conversation in terms okay. of him trying to be, do you, we do you vaguely, let's do it. Well, no, no, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get right into it, but we're going to get into the fact that this Celtics team missed their star player, right? Can we say that? Can we yes. admit, can we admit that first? Yes. Okay. You beat the magic without Isaiah Thomas. That's it. That's it. Right? That's it. One in three. You lost the other three games after that. Isaiah Thomas comes back Friday night, proves why he's one of the top scorers in this league, and leads the Celtics to a, to a victory. Fast forward to Sunday night on the road against the Miami Heat. Uh, what was it? The three minute mark of the fourth quarter. Isaiah Thomas makes what I thought was 
a guard trying to make space for himself ends up elbowing Justice Winslow in the face. They call flagrant two. He's ejected. Uh, the, the, the he go on a run, pull within a two possession game, and Al Horford comes up big. He puts together a five zero run single handedly, stretch things out to a three possession game, and that was with about a minute and two seconds left. And that was that was all she wrote, guys. You know the Celtics took care of business and beat the Miami Heat. Awesome. So, <laughs> with the <laughs> with the two wins of Isaiah Thomas, yeah. you know, leading the way, and of course the ejection certainly played a role. But the fact that I, that Al Horford is, is you know, you know, really getting into the rhythm of things because of course that uh, that concussion, you know, certainly knocked off his rhythm in, in in terms of you know not playing and not getting enough reps. And some people were concerned about the fact that like even considering you, right, Sean, you were saying you were questioning his clutch gene. Oh, yeah, you were still. questioning can he come up big in the fourth quarter? Do you yeah. still feel that way now after seeing yeah, what he did against yeah. Miami? I mean I sort of do. I mean Miami's a after a five oh run against the Heat. As I hit your mic, I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, so I'm a little worked up today. Dinging, so I was a little excited, man. Right, so excited. Hold on. Let me let me let me get this settled. Right. Miami Heat or not they're Al Horford did what he was supposed team. to do, man. Right, right. The last so, few minutes of the fourth quarter. So I get so two thoughts coming from that game. First off is Isaiah Thomas shouldn't have got ejected from that game. That was bull. That was not a flagrant two. Definitely not a flagrant two. But, I mean, whatever. The Celtics have been getting a lot of those flagrant calls on, in their favor this year. It's going to happen over time. Al Horford didn't prove anything to me, though, that he's he's still a guy that can take a big shot in, late in the game. Well, no, you were questioning how, how clutch he is in, at the end right. of the fourth quarter. Those last three minutes, a 5-0 run. Sure. I mean, yeah, Al Horford. An and one play, a big, is, a big play down low I'm against, not saying he's against, not against a, a guy like Hassan Whiteside, though. He basically was saying that if Isaiah Thomas is in the game, which he wasn't, Al Horford shouldn't be taking these, these shots. Right. But he wasn't in the game. Right. So who else would you have wanted to take? Well, you know, I, yeah. Control the, I mean, I thought control Avery, the fourth quarter. I thought it's okay that Al Horford took control of the fourth quarter once Isaiah Thomas went out. He's the second best player in the team. He should be doing that. I'm just saying what I was what I was getting at last week was just to say that I don't want him taking a final shot in a game. I don't want him drawing up a play for him. But yeah, he's the best. He's the best player on the court when Isaiah's not on the court. So yeah, I mean, good old. Good old Al Horford, I guess. <laughs> You're so not impressed with Al Horford. I don't. No, I'm. I'm impressed with Al Horford. No, this I'm dude just, like I'm just, stuffs uh, the stat sheet. He takes care of business with. Okay, you're missing, this, you're missing my point. No, I'm not no, saying I'm not missing your point. Your point is that you're you're not impressed with what Al Horford did against Miami. That's your point, right? Okay, against my uh, Al Horford overall has been arguably. I mean, I don't know. Him and Isaiah have been the most valuable player on the team. I, I think one A and one B, but. I'm not. St- I'm not going to be convinced after one game where he, uh, Hal Horford has a good, you know, other than the Detroit game where he had that, he had that putback and the block shot. He he hasn't he hasn't been too impressive late late in games. That's all I'm saying. I'm impressed with him overall. I'm happy that I'm happy with the way he's playing. You didn't sound like you were that happy a week ago though. It sounded like you were sort of like questioning. Can he come up big in the fourth quarter? And that, that's what he did against Miami. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's something uh, It's something to watch. I'm not going to say anything right now. I mean, we're like 30 games into the season. How many games are we into the season? Like 30? Nah? Less than 30. 26. 26. Ooh. All right. So 26 games into the season. A quarter of the season. Quarter of the season. Yeah. I think it's – 
I think it's a good sign that Al Horford was able to pick up some of the slack when Isaiah went out because it seems like that there's, I don't know, maybe is I, how long will Isaiah be on the team? Oh, you want to go down that route? I mean, let's just get there, man. Let's stop hold dilly on, dallying. On. Let, me, let me check over here. Is the pie good? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it might be ready. Is it ready? Um, another another couple minutes or so, you know? Let's just, just yeah, do just it, man. Right you just want to just burn your mouth? Balls right, deep. Ahead. Let's go balls deep in that See, Sean Isaiah doesn't, pie. Sean doesn't even want to get into the DeMarcus Cousins first. He wants to go right to the Isaiah. I think this is this is this is an interesting topic. I mean, I don't I don't know what you guys feel about it, but I I have some developing opinions on this. Okay, so Ball, balls deep, huh? What are you what are you, Jason Biggs over here? <laughs> <laughs> Going balls deep. <laughs> this is a blueberry pie, by the way. It's not an right. apple pie. No, there is no pie, guys. All right, there is no pie. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine, fine. Be this like metaphor that. has right. gone way too far. Right. Be like that. Okay. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> it was only supposed to be said once. Now it just keeps going. Like this is metaphorical pie on the table. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you got to do it. I don't, I don't know they, why you, you got to ruin Well, I don't know. You can. You maybe you ate the imaginary pie, Joel. I, I, I don't did. see it no I, more. <laughs> can we talk about Isaiah Thomas getting traded? Fine. But why are we having this conversation? You started it, dude. Go ahead and introduce no, I'm, it. No, I'm, I'm starting it because it's a conversation that's been happening across Celtics Nation. All right. Well, how about this? How about the fact that I feel, again, in my opinion, Isaiah Thomas can't be your one. A five foot nine guy can't be your one because he gets exposed in the playoffs. We've seen it two years in a row. Okay. So you add to him. I don't understand why subtracting Isaiah Thomas. Well, I'm not saying he's got to go. Another. I'm not saying he's got to go. No, I know, but but, but like that, my, my that point, can be part of that conversation. My point is why are we have this conversation because obviously people think that the Celtics are better off trading Isaiah and bringing in a number one mm-hmm. instead of adding to okay. Isaiah Thomas. Another piece is his contract is up, Avery Bradley's contract is up, and Marcus Smart's contract is up all at the same time. Yeah, but we're not talking about his contract being, especially Isaiah Thomas. So before we get into you know, Avery Bradley, Isaiah Thomas's contract is not up next summer. No, I know. I'm not saying next summer, but they're all up. So at the why same is time. this conversation happening now? As if he's underperforming. All right, so he, this is—he's having his best season of his career right now. So why are we even talking about trading him? That's what I don't understand. I think this is this is where you're looking at it, right? Is there's two there's two camps I think right now in Celtics. Nation, I guess if we want to call it that, little cliche, but oh, that's so what I said. Yeah. Another imaginary thing we're talking about now. Yeah, okay. this is like the blueberry pie. All right, right? Celtics Nation. Okay, it's so blueberry now. You're not, you're, not, you're not to throw it in my face, but all right, it's all good. It's too hot to throw in your face, man. I wouldn't do that to you. Well, you want to put it in your balls on? That's it, a salt, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, okay. So there's there's two camps, and I can see sort of where this is coming from, but. All of the trade talks up to this point have been trade Avery Bradley, trade Jay Crowder, trade Marcus Smart, package them up to build around Isaiah Thomas. What if now Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford together are more valuable than just building around Isaiah Thomas? I mean, if you can get a haul back for for Isaiah Thomas and keep Avery Bradley, keep Jay Crowder, keep Al Horford— and bring in some some type of one. I, I don't know how you're going to get a one for Isaiah Thomas, which I think is sort of where people are missing the boat here. But if you can flip him for, you know, Isaiah Thomas to Houston for James Harden, or like obviously you put some picks in there. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about deal, but right. if you're built, I mean, then why do you need two shoot first point guards in, in your backcourt, you know? I mean, it depends on who you're getting back, which would make sense to, if, if you're upgrading over Isaiah Thomas, 
then yeah, trade Isaiah Thomas. But yeah, but see, that's the thing, Sean. It doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who you're getting back. Okay, if you get James, James Harden, that's not a championship team. James Harden with Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and Al no, Horford. No, that's no. not a championship team. You could get back LeBron James. You could get back Steph Curry. You could get back Kevin Durant. If you're not pairing that player with Isaiah Thomas, that's not a championship team. So uh, I don't know about that. Why yeah, would you do know, that? I don't know about Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant by himself. And LeBron James, obviously. He yeah, did that LeBron already. Yeah. No, he did it with Westbrook. He couldn't get it done. You think he's going to get it done with Avery Bradley? Yes. because You think he's going to get it done with Jay Crowder? Well, it doesn't he, matter. That have, team doesn't beat a, Cleveland. He'll have an easier path to, and, to the Eastern Conference Finals no, and the Finals, possibly. Okay, okay, it'll be easier, but uh, that team going to beat Cleveland? But, but. Is that team going to beat Cleveland? If you're really looking at it in a, a bigger picture, you trade Isaiah, let's say you trade Isaiah Thomas, James Young, and two first-round draft picks for James Harden. You don't think you can easily flip, you know, an Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder uh, for, you know, and somebody, somebody else on another pick for a uh, number two? I mean, that's better than than anybody on the team. Yeah, but, I mean, but Sean, that's a two step. Like, why do you have to do a two step when all you have to do is make a one step trade? Well, bring in a second or, or a number one option. Right but keep Isaiah Thomas as a second option. You have Al Horvath as your third option. How close are the that's Celtics a championship right now? team? How close are they right now? One number one player away, uh, one star person away. In uh, my opinion, if you were adding a Demarcus uh, Cousins, if you're adding a a all star caliber talent that can put them over. That's all, right. all you need. You need right, one so more to compliment Isaiah Thomas and to compliment Al Horford. That is what this team needs. Right, you so don't trade away your, talk, your number one. Let's talk about that. You example. don't trade away Paul Pierce before you get Ray Allen. No, I get that, but it's, 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 it doesn't make are, sense to me. But those are two different. Those are two different players. Right, but all I'm just I'm saying, saying in the grand scheme of things, Paul Pierce isn't five nine. But why does that have to do with anything? Look at his numbers. But look at the playoffs, way. Look at what he he's exposed in the playoffs. We've okay, was Paul Pierce not exposed uh, James in the playoffs? Was exposed in the playoffs. Too, was Paul Pierce after 0-2, Was Paul Pierce not exposed in the playoffs? But there was only you shut down Paul, you beat the Celtics, and that's okay. what happened. They couldn't get out of the first round after the after the oh they got the first round once after 0-2. Okay, but because that was, Paul Pierce is the only option. No, but we're talking about let's 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 explore the Demarcus Cousins thing, right? For example, okay, you trade. First off, the Sacramento Kings aren't going to want Isaiah Thomas. No, no, I'm, no, but I'm not saying get rid of Isaiah okay, Thomas. Okay. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with Sway's point. He's right? saying my point. Saying I'm going point. with Sway's point. Team, okay. team Demarcus right. with with Al Horford say, and Isaiah. Okay, okay. Say, say the Kings go. All right, then you guys want Demarcus Cousins. Here's the price: Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart. Um, uh, I don't know, Amir Johnson, and, to make and draft work. picks just to make contracts work. And then you get okay. So the Celtics get Demarcus Cousins. They've they've lost. You know, a good chunk of their defense. I just named three players that. No, it's a good chunk of their team. I mean, well, you well, get that too. Three, that too. The two so fifths of the, the starting Celtics, lineup. I think the the three fifths of the starting lineup. Okay, I think the Celtics are, are they're still in the same spot. I don't are think. Are they going to be able to get past Cleveland with, with just with just DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, if you can, and Al Horford? If you can just make, those three guys. If you can make that deal without including Crowder or Bradley, I'm down. That team is better. If you keep, and this is my ideal scenario, if you can keep Avery Bradley, keep that backcourt intact, which in my opinion is the top four backcourt in the NBA. If you can add DeMarcus Cousins alongside with Al Horford, you still have Jay Crowder on the wing. But that's a big if, though. That's why I think that's why I think the Celtics have to do is, is, is whatever move that they, they make, which I don't think they're going to make any moves anytime soon, but I'm just, just you know, for the sake of, for the sake of argument, every, every, like, Potential move is going to have to be like a two-parter. It's not going to be just one move that they make that it's going to be like, bam, 
they're gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's just that's what I. I, that's I don't what know, I'm man. I think you get Demarcus Cousins. I think you're there. That's just that's just my opinion. No, I mean, no. they're, you can get they're the, almost think, there now. Never mind without adding someone like Demarcus Cousins. I mean, if Demarcus Cousins is able to come and you're able to keep either uh, either keep, or both of Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder, then you're, you're in good in shape. Good, great, great. great how shape. how are you going to keep right. those guys? Which, which is very hard to do. That's I mean, not, they're not. not gonna you're going to you're going to be able to keep one of them. All right. Well, let me ask you guys this. But all right, and yeah. and I know this guy is someone that kind of flies under the radar. He's been very consistent throughout his last three, four years. Whether it was with Sacramento, whether it was with Toronto, if the Sacramento Kings really want to blow this thing up, and there's a good chance that it might happen, maybe not with Demarcus Cousins, but let's say that they're all in for Demarcus Cousins. I think one of the other guys that they're gonna add in terms of you know sending him on his way before he becomes a free agent because he's not gonna he's not gonna stay in Sacramento. And that's, that's Rudy Gay. And I, I think if the Celtics can somehow pull off a trade with both of those guys, then you're in great shape. Yeah. I, I, I you, you can trade both of Avery Bradley and Crowder. But and you, I know people are cringing right now. And I know people don't want to want to think about that. But, I mean, if you're adding De, DeMarcus Cousins and Rudy Gay. I know. And I'm all for it. But I actually think that it may lower the cost. Because you're like, you're going to take Rudy Gay too. Right. Like right. for the Celtics, the Celtics may the Celtics may be able to keep either Bradley or Crowder because out of that they're team. like contract, contract wise, it's not going to work. It so. does work. It does work unless ESPN the trade machines steer Long me team. wrong. What I tell you about that trade machine, bro? Uh, well, again, right having right here the damn mic again. I wrote man. this myself. <clears throat> uh, that's that's this is uh, that's the, a sway trade machine. This is, is this a uh, Joe Sway Pavone Godfather offer for Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. I've done my homework. All right, Jay Crowder, mm. Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. Kelly Olynyk, Amir Johnson, James Young, and the 2017 Brooklyn oh, pick. Oh, not James Young. The 2017 Brooklyn pick is what I think is going to be big in this deal. You've traded for Demarcus Cousins and Rudy Gay. Everybody, dude. Yeah, you still need to fill out the rest of your roster. Oh, do you not like the rest of the starting lineup? You don't like. Oh, what the, about the bench? The bench. Did you Look at the starting five. Did you say Marcus Smart was in there too? Yeah. Yes. So Bradley Crowder Smart. No, I didn't say Bradley. That's oh, the okay. thing. You keep okay. the backcourt intact. Okay. You have Rudy Gay at the three. All Demarcus, right. uh, <laughs> Jalen's yeah. gonna start playing some three on the starting. Yeah. So, so more. <laughs> we so got Jalen Brown. Hold on. So more of Tyler Zeller and more of Kelly Olynyk. That's what you're telling me. No, Kelly no. Olynyk's gone. Kelly oh, okay. Okay. So more Tyler Zeller then. Even better. Well, I mean, if Tyler Zeller's backing up DeMarcus what? Cousins, I'm okay with I'm that. I'm okay with that. Are you <laughs> kidding me? If he's backing up DeMarcus Cousins, that means he's going to be playing like, I don't know, uh, four minutes, five minutes And tonight. you guys know how I feel about Jordan Mickey. Bring him up. Mm-hmm. You could be the last person in the rotation, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't wait when Jordan Mickey starts doing what he does and you guys are going to be like, oh, yeah. I never said well. anything about Jordan Mickey. I don't have high hopes. I just don't know about. I just don't know about this this Godfather offer. Like it's so simple to put it down on paper, but if Sacramento doesn't want to do it, it's not going to happen. If I'm obviously Sacramento uh, have to do it, but I'm saying this is the best deal the Celtics can do without giving up, without giving up the farm, so to speak. Yeah, I'd I'd rather not giving up the farm. I'd rather say Rudy Gay. We're we're okay without Rudy Gay, and put it in a three team deal where some Rudy Gay goes somewhere else, and we don't have to give up as much. I I would much rather do that. Who are you? Who are you pulling out of this uh, package? Well, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. Why are you pulling? You saying no to this deal? No, I mean, I, I truthfully would. Can I, we say that Marcus Smart is like the best, one of the best trading assets? And if you can get rid of him, do it. Because no, he worries me. Okay, fine. I don't. He care. worries me. I'm man. not. I'm not. Whether we're talking injury prone. We're talking about his his development. This is what I'm not doing. Is I've sort of come around on this. I'm trading Avery Bradley if the deal is right. 
Just like this. You're whole, picking Avery over Jay. Yes, because Avery's going to be a free agent and in get a max years. deal. And in get a two max years. Deal. Yeah, Jay's locked up for like four, bro. Which makes him more attractive for a team like Sacramento trying to start things back up, which they don't, they really definitely, don't want to do. Definitely does. But with the but Brooklyn pick, you also can't with Jay Crowder. You also can't build a team around Jay Crowder. I mean, you can you could you could start to Jay Crowder's never gonna be the the third best player on a championship contender. He might be the fourth. Fourth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is fine. But you free up Avery but, Bradley could be a but, two or three on a, on a great team. But if you free up Rudy Gay, you free up Demarcus Cousins. You have plenty of cap space to go out and get somebody. I don't know. No one's going. To I don't know how hard how easy it's going to be for Sacramento. But like, ain't nobody going to Sacramento. But this is the problem with Sacramento, though. My opinion: the cap space don't matter for them. No, this is this is the reason why I think this is going to be a long a long shot because I don't think the Sacramento Kings will ever do this deal. Unless DeMarcus Cousins demands a trade. He has to demand a trade. Yep. And all this that I'm saying right now, I'm not, you know, don't get it twisted. I'm not, you know, I don't have my hopes high in terms of, like, this is going to happen. I think it's, I do. this is a long shot. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it's going to, like I said, it's going to take DeMarcus Cousins to force a deal. And I don't think he's passionate enough or, or willing. Oh, he's passionate. How is he passionate? If DeMarcus Cousins really cared about winning, one, I think his attitude would be a a little better, and two, I think that he would be so fed up that he's ready to leave the city. What and about, he looks what about like he's fed fact? up, but he's not leaving because I just think he's not that motivated to say, like, I want to be on the championship team. I want to know what it feels like to play in a playoff game. What, what about the fact that, like, they let him get away with anything he wants? No other no other GM is going to put up with the stuff that he's he's done. That could play a role in terms of him wanting to you stay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I bet you every time something like this comes out, you know, something like well, what? We didn't even talk about it yet. Well, I mean, we will. I'm just like his latest, his latest reason why he's in the in the, in the headlines. All the Kings do is say it's okay, Demarcus. You know what I mean? We're not mad at you. We understand. We're just disappointed. Not even. That is just like we're not even mad. We're not. We're not. We're not anything. You just continue playing basketball, <laughs> and, we'll, and we got your back. And we'll somehow try to find we'll you, you some all star talent to put hey, alongside. We got your back no matter what. And, yeah, don't and worry, we'll Demarcus. put this team together. Yeah, ridiculous. So, why is DeMarcus Cousins in the news again? Because DeMarcus Cousins lost it against a Sacramento Bee reporter last week. But this video didn't surface until Friday. And this wasn't even the, the extent of the video didn't surface. It was, it was like snapshots. It was like, you know, when a, when a, uh, a WWE pay-per-view goes on Sunday and they don't want to show clips of it. They just show snapshots. Or, mm-hmm. or if it's a big boxing match and they don't want to show the clips of it. They, only show, they, they show pictures of uh, DeMarcus Cousins wagging his finger against one of these uh, Kings beat writers. And apparently he was using every bad word you can think of, every uh, obscenity, every – the worst things you can say to a person, he was saying it. Put it like this. Against uh, this uh, nobody's Sacramento mother, Kings beat writer. Nobody's mother would approve of the language he was using. None. Did he punch him? No, he punched a female at the club uh, last it's week. Are you that good, much of a cousin's then. apologist that you don't want to? You don't want to say that what he did was wrong in terms what of getting think, someone's face. What you think that guy could just write bad stuff about him and never expect to be sworn at, dude? Like that's ridiculous. Well, apparently I, he has a just, question about his brother. Apparently, it's something about cousins' brother yeah. that, that rubbed in the wrong way. Yeah, for the record, that's I have, the report. I have no issues with what what he did. Yes, with what cousins with, did. With what cousins did. Yes, because it probably happens a lot more than we think. But because it's Demarcus Cousins. The focus is on him. Like, oh, he's going, he's at it again. And they, he's going nuts. He's crazy. Yeah, but he he, you know? he is crazy. I mean, no, but he's not as crazy but, as people think. He I is. mean, when somebody else does that and somebody tells a reporter, you know, why don't you go fuck yourself? Mm-hmm. 
why don't you get your facts straight, you coward, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. That's take like your, people people no, people like people know like that's all that's where it's gonna end right there. Yeah. With DeMarcus Cousins. No, it's people it's a, it's are a, it's a big deal. People are legitimately concerned he's actually going to cross that line no. and murder it. I don't think he's that stupid to do in the that. first degree. Well, in terms of that fight, this is what this whole thing stemmed from. After the incident, this is why uh, Andy Ferrio of the B in Sacramento worst wrote newspaper. A, every, every, everybody, wrote a call everybody knows this guy's name. Yeah, by Time the way, out. No. Yeah, Time Andy Ferrio. Time out. The Sacramento B. That's their <laughs> newspaper. Yeah, Sacramento B. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I guess they just don't have creative names out there. I don't know. What they har- I mean, they're not the Hornets. I mean, they're they the harvest Kings. honey out there or something, dude. <laughs> Why so do the, they call it the B? The B. Why? Because he's a B writer. <laughs> uh, they shouldn't call it the B. Maybe, maybe if he didn't, if he worked for a paper that wasn't called the B, it's like hmm. the Metro. Maybe the Metro makes sense. It's a city. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. But like, is no. that serious? If somebody says, "Oh, you know." I heard this. No, I read. I read about this article in the Metro. No one's taking their Metro serious. Yeah, but the Sacramento this. Bee, I think, is like the friggin' Boston Herald of the Boston Globe of yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, sounds like oh, that's like their go-to. Oh, I thought it was like some like crap. Yeah. No, like, I think it's like and this is the, this is the capital of California. No, no, I know, but I thought it was just like it's an you know, awful. I thought name. it was like the fifth or the sixth like red most read newspaper out there in Sacramento. I only think they got two newspapers in Sacramento, man. How? That's like the biggest city, like that's what you said. This capital of California. Communism. Oh. <laughs> More political statements. Enough with the <laughs> politics on the show, man. How Killing is me. communism a political statement? Because it's usually followed up by some political statements. Oh, you, you think I'm going down communism. that path? All right. I don't even... Have, have you never done this before? I don't even know where you, you guys you, are getting this from, man. I'm just saying the right, Sacramento well, Bee is a stupid name for the paper. Maybe, End it now. Maybe DeMarcus had a point because the entire column was about the incident with him and Matt Barnes. Mm. But at the end, it seemed like for real wanted it's, to throw like, in a little jab in yeah, there. He like referenced and dumping he, more and more shit on him. Right, exactly. Yeah. So he referenced an incident last May where Cousins' brother, Jaleel, who's actually he played for the D League, uh, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks D League affiliate Texas Legends. So what? He's a ball player. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins has a brother. And no, How Sean, we're not. We the, not Southern, the Southern Southern aren't going to trade Oh, for him. my God. That's a missing piece. Bro. I don't think he's that what nice. Affiliate, what affiliate is uh, this the, team? <laughs> the Mavericks. The, te- the, the Texas Legends. He doesn't legends. have to be nice. He plays for the Texas player. Legends. Well, Cuban, Cuban just oh, threw so a couple you, million at him right now. Oh, wait, wait, no, I, I, no, I get it. I get it. Sean, Sean wants to use his brother to recruit DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> in. Now he's seeing the full picture. Bring the both brothers in there. So in the video from the locker room, you can hear Cousins say, and I quote, don't ever mention my brother. You don't know my fucking brother. So that was the whole thing of it. It's legit. But on video, it looks like he was going nuts and saying all kinds of swear words. But according to SB Nation in this article, that was pretty much the worst of it. Uh, Ferrio was critical of Cousins in the past. So these two do have a uh, history a history. All right. in terms of him being extra critical with Cousins. So I guess Cousins just sort of lost it because he's like, you know what, man? I've had it with you. You're right. always writing garbage about me, and this is when I flip out. You know how so, many You know how many Boston like every, media probably have done that with Shaughnessy? Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like every Boston. <laughs> That's a good point. It's like every member, yeah. member of the media in Boston, whoever wrote an article about Ray John Rondo. Like every time an article was written about him, they would talk about everything that has happened in the past. Right. Same thing here with DeMarcus Cousins. It's the same thing. Calipari came out and defended him, saying that, like, yo, he just catches a bad rap sometimes, but he's a good dude. So He is a good dude. We should trade I mean? for him. <laughs> so is this enough to get him out of Sacramento, though? I don't no, think it's enough. not. Because he's done, he's done is, worse. No, this is part This is part of it. It's part ah, of it. Sean, we've been saying that for years, It's all building man. up. We've been saying that no, for how years. How many coaches has he's gotten fired? 
and he's still there. Like they're they're not they're they're, they're gonna have his back no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right, but what so far to what we've seen, evidence every single thing every single time he's in the he's in the in the headlines for the wrong reasons. That's it, true, but I will say this: it hasn't gotten better yet. Okay, it hasn't gotten better. That's true. So it's but this not is like, it's not like all of a sudden everything's. Tulips and roses and yeah, yeah but Sean, this is like this is like when, when balloons when, and when officials want to pin something game. on a guy and put him in jail and it's just like no, it's just not enough. <laughs> they just don't. They just they, they can't just, they can't slack enough. Right. But you know he hasn't. But you he know, hasn't done enough to to freaking be charged. But you know those enough. cops are like, I'll get him someday, man. They're never gonna give it up. Even <laughs> is if, that Danny? Danny's the that's cop. That's Danny. Danny's the cop. He's gonna bust him someday. I don't know, man. That's that's tough. That's tough because one, he hasn't demanded a trade. He's like, I got so it made here. I got it made here. I'm getting paid, step. you know, 17, 18, 19 million a year. And I could get another contract for even more, you know, in the 30s if I want it. Mm. And they're still going to have my back no matter what I do. But he knows. I think he he knows. He's not dumb. He knows that he can't cross certain lines. Because he hasn't I don't. He hasn't crossed a major line yet. You know, obviously, there's this lawsuit that's pending. You know, the facts in that story is a little iffy if he's, you know, he's choking and well, that's not that's Beating not up players. Allegedly, I mean, not, not players. Allegedly, like, you know, allegedly. a man, a man, Joking, a female. Wait, wait. Wait, was it Latrell Just, Sprewell now? No, no, was it Latrell. It was. I bet you it was more Matt Barnes, and I bet you Demarcus Cousins was the one that was trying to allegedly you know, get him. Allegedly, but my point is, like, the facts don't look right in that. In that, but the Sacramento Kings haven't suspended him. Sacramento Kings haven't even talked about it. Joel put the facts in finger quotations. <laughs> All right, did. you said allegedly. Allegedly, I right. think if you put it next to someone like Al Horford, again, I don't man, believe that story. But a I'm lot of people may not agree with me, but I think if you put him next to someone like Al Horford, laid back, a veteran, been to the playoffs a bunch of times, been always been in a winning situation, I think he could he could mentor the guy. And the, I really and the do. Biggest part about trading for he him needs a big brother. Now, that's the Al biggest Holford. part about trading for him now. He needs a hug. That's what Darius is. If it needs. if it doesn't, Al work Horford out, can do that. I can do it, it too. If it just doesn't work out, you just don't re-sign him to a max deal. You're signing a guy. If you trade for him now, but that's that's you just said you're gonna trade half your team for maybe. Right, but if it doesn't work out, if 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 worse comes to worse, and he comes in here and he says, the Celtics are worse than they are. Fuck everybody, and just starts you know knocking out reporters. <laughs> Sway gets knocked out. If it's Shaughnessy, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Yo, could you imagine if Sway's cousins come down? Shaughnessy, I'm all for it. Could you imagine if he comes after Sway though? We go. <laughs> I what would I, what would I do to deserve that? What would I do to deserve that? You would legitimately just go, fuck you, Dutra, dude. You should be like, you fucking wait, wanted him to come here so <laughs> bad. Dutra standing there with his cousin's jersey. He would be the first one to buy a, cousin's, <laughs> a Celtics cousin's jersey. Fuck that. He, 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 he'd, have, he'd have a custom made already. Oh, yeah. All right. Maybe I already do. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that, that I don't know. It Right now is the time to trade for him. You're, you're taking a risk. You're going to be trading away, you know, Avery Bradley, I think, who could be up at the same, around the same time as Demarcus. So, I mean, take the risk, do it, Danny. It's been a, been a long enough time that uh, I've been sitting here talking about it. Jesus, I'm almost bored of this <laughs> it's shit been by like now. Four years, <laughs> Dutra doesn't even get excited anymore over I'm this stuff. Running out of steam, bro. <laughs> I'm almost about to say, don't trade for him. Just so I, <laughs> do you not hear his name anymore? It's like that girl. You know, there's always that girl in like high school. You're like, gosh, someday I'll get her. And, and then like, while, then like, like, then like, you're like 30 she, she, at the grocery she, store, and she's like, "Hey, Sean." She's been like, engaged uh, a bunch of times, and you're just like, uh, "Yeah, I'm about done with that." No, not even. She's been like divorced like three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like you still look good, but why are those relationships working out? Right. Yeah, it's like you know what? There's, maybe there is something about There's you. Something that about you. Just huh? Not worth it. 
We're like 15 years past where, yeah, he'll come when he's 40, dude. <laughs> he'll end his career here, just like Shaq. <laughs> this episode, of course, is brought to you by Blue Apron. And Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. What makes Blue Apron so great is how affordable they are. Because for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Sign up today, guys, because some of the uh, upcoming meals, they are good. And I know from personal experience, and I know from these guys, from what they were able to tell me about their meals, that it, they, it, it, there was no difference in terms of how good these meals really are. Some of these upcoming meals include roasted pork and braised cabbage with barley and glazed apples. Also, the Thai green coconut curry with sweet potato and jasmine rice. Blue Apron makes these meals easy to make. And I know they sound complicated, but trust me, with their step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, you can prepare this in 40 minutes or less in very, very easy fashion. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping, guys. This is free meals you guys are getting by going to blueapron.com slash causeway. Sign up for three free meals, and you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash causeway. That's Blue Apron, a better way to cook now. I know this guy's name is not going to get you guys all excited. It is not going to get Celtics Nation all excited. But for someone like Joel talking about he doesn't want to see the Celtics giving up the farm, I don't think you can give up the you don't you don't have to give up the farm for someone like this guy. He's from Philadelphia. Born and raised. No, he actually he's born. Well, he's actually born and raised Fresh in Prince. Massachusetts. That's Fresh Prince. Yeah, that's Come Fresh on. Prince. Get the shit together, that This guy was he on the playground? He's not in the playground. He actually spent his, his days in Everett, Everett, Massachusetts. <laughs> and I think he's someone that the Celtics really need. And I wouldn't mind seeing the Celtics give up one of the rotation guys for this guy because he's a shot blocker. He can finish around the rim offensively, and he can run the floor. What more can you ask for to fit this Brad Stevens offense? Nerlens Noel. The guy's upset. He doesn't want to play eight minutes a game. He'll definitely play more than eight minutes here. He's not going to play over uh, Embiid, it looks like, no matter how injury-prone he is. And right now, Okafor, Jalil Okafor has leapfrogged him in the in the depth chart. So it looks like he's the odd man out out of these three big guys, which going into the season, they we made saw, their choice. We kind of saw that happening, right? Okay. We saw three bigs, and we knew one of the guys were going to be the odd man out. It was usually Okafor, though. It was like one game he'd start. It looked like it was Okafor. Now yeah. Okafor seems like he's in the rotation He's trusting the process. <laughs> and Nerlens Noel. Trust the process, baby. Nerlens Noel is not trusting the process. He wants to play. How do you guys feel about Nerlens Noel wearing a Celtics uniform? I love it. I mean, I think it's uh Ask Noel how he would uh, like playing a Celtics uniform. Yeah, he literally said after the game, he said, I don't care where I play. <laughs> I'm not playing eight minutes a night. I'm better than eight minutes a night player. Which, so, Nerlens, you want to uh, play playoff basketball in Boston? You know what's funny? Tyler's you know, the, team, the team you've been watching growing up. Tyler Zeller heard that quote and was like, hell yeah, Nerlens. You I'm tell him. A, I'm not an eight-minute game player either. <laughs> and then he gets traded here. Tyler Zeller's yes. like, fuck. <laughs> Tyler's like, I'm uh, never going to play. Man, shucks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, cheers. If, if, I, I really think that if you can add, if you can add a healthy Nerlens Noel, 
and he's able to stay healthy, then yeah. I mean, you're not going to have to give up a rotation player for him. You're not. I think you will. No, if you're giving, who are you going to give up? Okay, here, here's Durepko? Here's why. He's a rotation player. Actually. If the 76ers are going to try to sell off Noel, who is going to be a free agent after this year, they're not going to want a player to come back this year on the team and positively affect their. St- they're going. They're tanking. They don't want Marcus Smart coming over there. You know, Maybe winning winning a couple games for them. No, winning a couple games for them this year. They'd much rather take the draft pick. It'd be easier by to the, time the process the, that way. By the time the trade deadline goes, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Trust the process. Just suck. So, Noel's on <laughs> the last the year. No, it would be easier to trust the process if they had someone that they were like, oh, he's going to be a part of the future. I'm right. just saying. No, but I... And, it doesn't have to be Marcus Smart. I, 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 I get that, but I mean, if you're thinking about it, if they, have, they already have a lot of players that have played in the NBA. You've seen what they're going to do. The Celtics don't have that one guy who's like, oh, mind-blowingly, like, he's huge potential. They want the pick. They want the pick so they can suck the rest of this year and then use the pick next year and hopefully you know, trust the process, make themselves into a better team the following year. I, I, that, that's why I think you're going to be able to sell. So who, what's your offer? Uh, just one, I don't know, a first-round draft pick. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Uh, which first-round draft pick? No, 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 no. What? No, no, no I'm just curious. Which you would give up a Brooklyn first-round pick for New Orleans? No, he just said first-round. That's going to be Brooklyn. It could be the Celtics. First round well, the pick. Celtics don't have they have the picks up. Well, I don't year. think that's going to do it. So the Celtics draft pick is not going to do it. I don't care. Jalen Brown, screw it. I trade Jalen Brown right in a heart in a heartbeat for. I trade Marcus Smart straight up. You want some second rounders? No, nah, I mean be if, my you're, guess. if you're that, getting that, that's my deal. No, this is this is the thing. No, if you're getting Nerlens Noel, it's for this year because that's all you have guaranteed. So you're not going to hurt this year's team to get Nerlens Noel. You're not going to drastically improve your team this year by trading Marcus Smart and gaining Nerlens Noel. It's Maybe. not about it's not about drastically no. changing your team. No. It's about giving you that little that little you know bit of which I get. It's about giving yourself that little bit of extra force on on the defensive end, which is fine. This team is not the same defensive team we saw last year, Sean. And I think if you add someone like Nerlens Noel, you finally have. The biggest hole you've been seeing since Brad Stevens' era, which is that a shop make, locker. That might make this team like wake up like, oh, damn, not any of us can get traded. No, they, they were serious. Maybe we need to get our shit together. Nah, There's that, a reason why Amir Johnson only plays 14 minutes a game because he doesn't play defense. That doesn't make sense to me. Or you stop playing defense. It just doesn't make or sense he to me. Or he stops. He keeps running to cameraman. That's why. <laughs> Sean, Smart doesn't fit on this team. I, okay. That, he doesn't. That is, that is the most ridiculous. Okay, okay, thing okay. All right, all right, all right. Let me take it back. He fits on this team. Damn right, take it back. He fits on this team, but there's only a, his stock is so up and down that who's the number one know. role player on this team? The number one role player. What do you mean? Yeah, like the number that be, one. That could be Jay Crowder, right? <laughs> You're talking about like who's the best off the bench? Because that'd be him. Marcus Smart. Okay. Okay. Fine. Role player bench. I don't care. All right. Let me let me say like this. Okay. Marcus Smart is one guy. All right, he's their when, best asset that they can still succeed in without having. That makes sense. No, if you trade Jay Crowder, if you trade Jay Crowder, this team doesn't work. If you trade Avery Bradley, this team doesn't make. If you trade Marcus Smart, you can you can you can live without Marcus. Smart. Live without sure. Marcus Smart. I would trade Marcus Smart. Any if, of those guys I just mentioned, you can't trade one of those guys because you lose a lot. I would trade Marcus ends. Smart if you're getting a perennial All Star back, like in a package. Oh, see, see, you you. You're the reports about 
Danny Ainge overvaluing, overvaluing Marcus Smart. No, I'm just he's saying. He's not that valuable. He's no. not trade him for a superstar. No, you're, he's not he, that I'm guy. Not, you're, you're not getting a superstar back for Marcus Smart. No. Just Marcus Smart. Okay, hold on. You're going to include Marcus Smart in a trade if it's going to drastically improve your team with who you're getting back. So Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart. Jay Crowder and Marcus Smart. Throw them in. I don't care. There's a package there. If Marcus Smart has to be in it, do okay. it. You're, I'm not trading Marcus Smart, who is your number one. I'm sorry, Avery Bradley, but he's your number one backcourt defender this year. No, he's not. Stop it. Over Avery Bradley? Last year, Avery Bradley was a much better defender than he is this year. What? He's the same. He's the same. He's the same, and he's giving you more on the rebounding. He's giving you more in scoring. Just because you didn't like the way he played against Russell Westbrook in one game doesn't mean like it's okay, yeah. not the same. Okay, I'll I give you that. <laughs> against superstars, he, he's, he's got his ass handed to him, whether it was uh, James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Just, Russell Westbrook was worse. It was, just, it was just those two. Who else? Uh, Who has he shut down this year? When has there Thompson. been? When has there been a game that no? Did he guard Clay Thompson? No, that he game? guarded. Clay Thompson went off that night. Yeah, no, he guarded when, Steph that night. When, Steph didn't have a great game. Hold on, night. hold on, hold on. Yeah. When has there been an Avery Bradley defensive game this year? This year, not last year. This year that you've said, "Damn, Avery locked them down, locked them down," and it was noticeable. Well, how many how many teams have they played against that have those players that he's got to lock down? Other than OKC in Houston, I mean, and Sean, any, you could say the same thing game. about Jay Crowder. I mean, Jay Crowder's not yeah, been the Jay same Crowder at has, all. Yeah, I'm not. Time. I'm not saying Thus that at his all. His value is going down as well. Right. All right. Well, let me let me ask you this then, Sean. If you're going to trade, let's say you're forced to trade Marcus Smart, name another player you can pull off a deal that's more valuable than Nerlens Noel. Like, I feel like in terms of if you're if you're trading Smart straight up, straight up with like let's say I don't know second round pick whatever, but without including any other rotation guys or any other players, I mean that's the best you're going to get is Nerlens Noel. Now my my concern is that this is a conversation that these two teams have already had and that Philadelphia is just not that excited about Marcus Smart. I mean that that very well may be the case because we've heard this conversation before last summer before the draft or maybe it was after the draft. You know, the, these rumors popped up that, like, you know, oh, okay, Nerlens Noel may be coming to Boston in exchange for Marcus Smart and maybe a few, you know, second-round picks. Whatever it was, the talks fell through, and we never really heard much about it after the draft. But, but I but, think that if I if that trade is on the table and Philadelphia wants to do it, I'm all for it. That's just my opinion. Well, I think Philadelphia's probably – they've probably spoken with other teams, and they're just not interested in Noel. I think the Celtics are much more interested in Noel than anybody else. Well, I think Philadelphia needs a point guard. I mean, that that's evident, right? I mean, they're struggling in the backcourt. No, nah, man, they got Bayless. They're good. They're struggling in the backcourt. <laughs> and Bayless, by the way, is out for the season. Phil Preston no, no, get plays. called up again? <laughs> no, he's out for the season. He, yeah, just, he, he, just, got, he, he just got injured over got the injured? weekend. He's out for the season. Damn. So they um, really need a point guard. But they first, don't care. First, first Birdman out here. Damn. They don't you think care. they're really tanking, right? That that could be the case too. They but could just be tanking. They're it up. not tanking, dude. Th yeah, but they, they have to get out. they have to get rid of one of those three. Dudes Sean, do they really have an option guy. though? Like, yeah. if they really want to win games, do they? Can they? I, I know, mean, right? they don't at have this, at this point in the season. Ben Simmons is out. Embiid yeah, uh, plays like once a week. They I mean, they don't really have a they lot. Didn't of, have to shut down Ben Simmons before the year even started and say, even though you can probably come back in three to four months, just take the whole year. They tank because we need to get this. Yeah, but wouldn't it? Wouldn't wouldn't they be worse off if they? Where to trade Noel and only have, you know, one part time what do you mean center worse and another off? one. What do you mean worse off? Because they want to lose or better off the way you say it. And yeah. they're going That's what to he means. lose. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Noel. That's what I mean. You okay. mean they'll be better off in your scenario. They would be. Yeah. yeah. They would be a worse team without Noel in 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 the lineup. Fair, but 
You also then have a guy in Marcus Smart who's one of the biggest competitors in the NBA that's just going to come in there and be like, I'm not losing. He's done that one year. So he's going to carry the team? Is that what you're telling me? No, he's, he's just going to carry the 76ers. His, his, his attitude, no, matter how, no matter how he plays. His attitude could be infectious. But, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Marcus Smart could ball up in Philly. He would if ball. you think about okay, it. Okay, that's fine. That's, all, that's to, all dead. But are they still going to win games? I don't though? know if I made this point on the air last week. I don't remember. But I think if you put Marcus Smart on Philly, he's averaging damn near close to 20 points I think points that was on the air. Yeah, was it, it on was. the air? If not, here it is right now. Here it is. <laughs> I think you put Marcus Smart on there and you give him like 40 shots a game. That's fine, but he won't. That doesn't mean Philly will win. No. Damn. No. Okay, then. So then what, what are we arguing about here? Yo. And, and just the fact that he's getting traded. That was you. And just the fact that he's getting traded is going to motivate him to uh, That was to, actually me. But that's right. Oh, oh uh, that was but, you. But, I mean, this, this is the thing. You're not going to give up. You're going to give up Marcus Smart for a half year of Nerlens Noel? He will resign here. He's from Everett, dude. He will resign. He's okay. from Everett. Okay, no, 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 no. Time out, time out. You don't have to throw, have to throw the bank at him. Yes, so he you will do. Resign. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, your mind. With, no, you don't. With, his, no, with you his past, his injuries and all that? You don't have to throw the money. He's going to be a $22 million take, dollar a year player. He'll take, oh, he'll take 17 And a freaking And an NBA where you can get paid 30 that's fine. But he's not, he's not going to get paid that. He'll take, he'll take an Evan 22. Turner contract real quick. No, no, absolutely not. Why wouldn't he? He hasn't proven himself to be healthy enough. He'll be making 20 He'll be making... 22 is lowballing it, I think. But if you can get in for 22, that's still a lot to invest in somebody. That's a, that's a lot because uh, that yeah. money then is to being taken away from Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas resigning back on this team. So you got to think about that. I mean, yes, the money is there to be spending on players. You still have to choose the correct player to, to spend your money on. So if you're trading Marcus Smart, who – is under contract is and is a pillar of this team is whether you want to want to recognize that or not he's a pillar in Brad Stevens' offense. You better be getting somebody that you know is going to be locked, locked here for a while, or is going to make such a dramatic impact in a half a season that it's worth giving up on Marcus Smart for. So if you can trade, if they're saying fine, we're just giving up on Nerlens Noel, match a contract up, give us James Young in the first in the Celtics first round draft pick. I'm doing that in a second. No questions asked. You're not giving up a Brooklyn pick for half, half a year of a player, but I would give up the Celtics' first-round draft pick in 2018 if they want it. I don't know. All right, let's get out of fantasy land and talk about this upcoming schedule for the Celtics. We've because, been in fantasy uh, land all, all Yeah, this entire podcast has been about DeMarcus Cousins and Nerlens Noel. Been, and it's like, what, a, what is it, February? What's we've going been on? in fantasy land since we started this podcast. Yeah. All right. You, you, you think I was happy about going to the trade machine today? You think I wanted to do that shit? Let me take you on a trip to reality. It's time for Sean Dutra's When You Look Ahead. What's going to happen, Sean? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's hey. going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? All right. So about the good news? No, um, you guys know um, we're smack dab in the middle of Hanukkah season. and um, <laughs> Put on your yarmulkes. It's time for Hanukkah. Also, Christmas is coming up. So Damn right. For so, those who celebrate that. Jolly for those who celebrate Nick. Coming through your chimneys. Uh, this so is, Nick's coming through, bro. This is an omni-denominational podcast. Whatever you want to celebrate is fine. But December 25th is Christmas. And guess what? Hold on. Hold that thought. Before Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics are going to play the Grizzlies. Kind of, like, like, you want to get to that one? All right. All right. Skip, hey. over, skip, over, skip over tonight. All okay. right. So we're going to look ahead. Um, so the Celtics play uh, the Memphis Grizzlies um, at Memphis. Yeah, they're on a road. They're in the middle of their road trip. They're on a road. So the Celtics are going to be playing 
traveling down to Memphis, a part of their uh, second game of the three-game road trip this this week. Yo, let's try out for the Red Claws. I'm down. All right. I'm in. Oh, that would be a great video, actually. <laughs> Just like a three-day, like a like a three-part series of me and Sean trying out. <laughs> How many times have we get swatted? Something's just, I mean, the uh, the Red Claws just are like, what, what's going on right now? We have a podcast. We could advertise the main Red Claws. They may like that. I'm looking into it. All right. Do it. All right. One hell of a trip up the main. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joel's like, for nothing. <laughs> to watch you guys lose. You know, be, fail it'd be, miserably. Maybe some good content. I tell you that much. Oh, yeah. I would, I would probably. I would probably die, but I'm okay with it. If I'm dying for the podcast. See, if we were I'm 21, dying, though. Dying for the cause. Better. But now that, you know. Oh. Right. It's one thing to be 21, and there's another thing to be like uh, already at the end of your prime, so to speak. Hey. NBA language. I'm just getting into my prime right now, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm on the prowl, baby. Yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> I'm on the prowl. <laughs> Right, so, so you Memphis. You're on the prowl? <laughs> no, there's no prowl. No, there's no prowl. <laughs> So the Grizzlies, huh? She doesn't listen. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So Memphis, down to Memphis. Now, Memphis has been sneaky good this year. Sneaky good. I thought they were going to be a bust this year, but, I mean, Marcus Gasol's playing good basketball. No, one thing I learned the last three, four years, I just don't sleep on Memphis. I mean, they're just they're not going to make it to what's covers finals, but they're just there. They're always there. <laughs> always there. there. And yeah. they do this without Conley in the lineup, like right. every well, year. Well, Conley, Conley just came back. But I know, he, but he's sort of not a, yeah, right. He's not at full strength, right. and like yeah, because like the last what two every seasons year. he misses like a handful of games, especially last year. They really missed him last year, and they're right there, man. Still, still always in the thick of things. Tony Allen, what is he? Thirty four now. Yes, it's just balling out of his mind. Like, I heard he's just on taking there. taking over that 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 role that that you know Conley left behind. He's on the block, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Trade block? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, nah. nah. He'd fit. <laughs> He'd fit. If we if the Celtics, you guys thought about it. If the Celtics didn't already have seven guards. Seven defensive minded guards. Yeah, Tony Allen would be perfect fit. I'd be down. All right. After the after we uh go up against Tony Allen's uh Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, don't, don't forget Vince Carter. He's gonna turn the clock back too. He's, he's still on play. Memphis. Vince. He's gonna play forever. He said, "Forget Yo, Vince. Is, Vince has been alright. I mean, he, he does have to miss a game every other every other night." But we get an update on his slam dunk uh, contest. Uh, a bit? No, 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 nothing not yet. yet. Not all right, I'll let you know. In case you know, in case you miss it, I think it's a fluke. Uh, then Thursday we go your tongue. from Memphis and may keep going north all the way up uh, I eighty nine and get up there <laughs> to Indiana. <laughs> the weather is great. <laughs> That's the root. These schedule makers, man. When you got Jonah Jarepko complaining, yeah. there's something wrong. I know. Yo, he know. did complain. You're right. Keep going. All right. Paul George and the Pages wait for us on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Where's that from? Saturday. From NBA inside stuff. Yes. Okay. Ahmad Rashad. So Thirsty Thursdays going up to we must be brothers. Indiana. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be a tough game. Pacers have though? been playing. Have a good lineup, but they've been playing like hot doo-doo cakes. Yo, <laughs> talk about <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to describe them. Talk about a team that I had like such high hopes for, who I who I thought arguably had one I, of I the best. That's the, the second seed. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. After the Warriors, they they arguably had like the best off season, and they're in eighth place. They're a five hundred team. They were the first team making moves before anybody was. Right, they're fifteen and fourteen. Yeah. Well. Well, so those are 15, 12. I mean, that record means nothing in this well, freaking conference. But. So, you know, you, you just throw out yeah, my Paul George being MVP thing right out the window. Toss it out good. the window? Yeah. You're already setting that on? Got, on fire? Mm-hmm. You know what? You can probably throw Kawhi Leonard out, too, because I don't know, man. 
not to not to say it's you know it's too early, but I Whoa. think it's between James Harden and Russell Westbrook, depending how well, well, how, well the, how well the Thunder for do. For now, yeah. but for you, can, now. Okay. you can name ten players that can potentially you know grab some steam and you know go up there. All right, we can talk about it in four months. And the claw is you know he's in that conversation. The claw, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, saying it's coming down the chimney. Not yet, because we still got to go What are you, Jim Carrey? The Claw. I was thinking of Jim Carrey. I was like, oh, the guy from Liar Liar. <laughs> claw coming at you. All right, after um, Paul George and the um, Indiana hot doo-doo cakes, we go up <laughs> Yo, Watch them stomp the Celtics by 30 I points. Know, because of the way we're talking right now. Jeez. Uh, we come back home for a little bit of a... Uh, Friday night throwdown against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh, Westbrook's Russell back. Westbrook in the building. Wesley West. Man, that's a busy ass schedule, man. I'm still waiting for the Christmas Day game. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna just talk about Christmas Day game. <laughs> but go ahead, keep going. Because I thought um, there was only two more games before that. But okay. But then big old Saint Nick comes down the chimney. Not here though. In New York City, Madison Square Garden. So this will Not never, too, too far. ever in my lifetime play a Christmas Day game here in hey, Boston. Hey, don't say never, man. No. Never, never say never. Never. They didn't play in the Garden? No. When really? Paul Pierce? No. It was always away. Mm. You must have you must have missed one. Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. Sean, I it was always would, Orlando, we Cleveland, L.A. Well, not, not Cleveland. It's L.A. and Orlando. L.A. Are you telling New me? New York. You, are you telling me we would have yeah. never got tickets to go see Celtics on Christmas Day? Like it never happened, man. They don't. They never come to the Garden for Christmas. Maybe the same year they come, they'll have the All Star Game in Boston. <laughs> Another thing that will never happen in my mm-hmm. lifetime. Hey, it happened at Fenway. No, but we're talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, when was the last time All Star Game was in Boston? The wow. first one in 1950. 1950. Oh, that was a good game. Yeah. It's only been sixty-six only. years, sixty-seven yeah. years mm-hmm. soon. I call it the curse of the curse of the. I don't know the no All Star game in Boston. I don't know. That's a catchy <laughs> curse, man. That's gonna catch on. All right, so uh, so the Celtics are playing on Christmas Day. This is great, dude. We haven't had a Celtics game on Christmas Day in a while. Yeah, let's see if they're four like, years not burned out from all this traveling. To if I can enjoy playing on Christmas Day, the, the first game out of the six game schedule, that which day. is good. Noon, you get it. You get a little. Pre, you know, post present opening, pre Christmas dinner buzz going on. They're the, the first ones up. Yep, which is great. Which is great. Um, great for us. Great for us. Yeah. Well, no, they'll be all right too. Because all I all I gotta say is this schedule again is absolutely ridiculous. The devil's work. You just come <laughs> seriously though. Okay, Stefan Marbury. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he said it, and he's. Living the life out in, in China. But the Celtics are sitting at 15 and 12 right now looking pretty, which is pretty good. But let's actually look ahead a little two, bit. Two and one, I think. Two and one. Two no, and one. Four games. There's four, four games. games. Great maths, way. It's not four games. You got the, uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't be four games. I'm with you. They'll be two and two at best. Grizzlies, Pacers, Thunder, three Knicks. And one. Three and one. I think they're going to sweep this this little road trip. You say that every fucking week. Yeah, you've been, every since week since we've started this, you said that every, <laughs> every single week. week. You're right, and they've uh, never done it. <laughs> Saying there's a chance. <laughs> All right. Well, realistically, they they could go on because these teams are beatable teams. Yeah. But because the Celtics have been playing so great this year, whether it's Indiana or Memphis, one of those is going to get it. Yeah, it's Indiana. I, I think they beat uh, Oklahoma and New York. I say they lose to Indiana and New York. I will say this: I cannot. They wait. lose to New York. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a great. They're not they losing on Christmas Day, bro. 
Look no, at look well, it up. Christmas has nothing to do with it. They, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying. saying just the I'm just I'm just saying in general. Like the Knicks right now, they the have Knicks a better record than good. the Celtics. No, they do not. No, so they're third right now. Believe it or not. Oh, really? Not that it really matters because one game could. So what are they? Half a game, half a game ahead of the Knicks now. What? Yeah, eight. Isn't it? No, the Celtics are a full game again. It's oh, okay. oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Guys, don't even have stats up and shit. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, Sean right. came prepared today. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's look at Christmas Day schedule. Everybody's going to be, you know, kicking back with their footy pajamas on. <laughs> and something in their cups. Drinking some hot cocoa. Uh, yeah, okay. Little Bailey's in there? No. Mm. Maybe some scotch. Peppermint schnapps. <laughs> maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe a good beer with like some hops in it, <laughs> some extra hops. Um, all right, so obviously Celtics play the Knicks at noon on Christmas Day, and then the two thirty game, the game everybody's just been waiting for. Don't they usually do that at five? The ma- the the major game? No, because it's like six, it's like six games. Technically, a lot of people don't watch the light the night games because it's it's just yeah, that's a lot of basketball. I, yeah. so I'm not saying that we don't, we would, but we have. Yeah, but I'm just there's a reason like, why the uh, the, the Timberwolves are playing at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs. What a game! Sound like a little clause there, and the, hey, <laughs> just getting jolly. Um, but seriously, Warriors, Cavs, first time since the um, first time since the finals, the finals in Cleveland six months ago, huh? in Cleveland too. Yeah. Do you think that <laughs> how pissed are the Warriors they got to spend Christmas in Cleveland? <laughs> I know, right? Like, we should have fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> if we had won, they'd be coming to friggin' Wait, is that the only Oakland? reason? I'm sure. Yeah, that's is the it? reason, yeah. I well, how about, so. how about all those, you know, about when the, the Celtics beat L.A. and, and Joe, they don't want to come to Boston, man. Get over it. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know what you're saying, okay? I mean, In 09, that was their best chance. They didn't come. They're not coming to Boston. <laughs> Let's start a petition. I'm just they don't want Christmas in Boston. Let's start me. a petition, bro. So why why why, and you can't why more even people just, don't complain about this than to the league? You can't even just you can't even just say cold weather cities because the New Knicks York? and the Cavs got right. got a game. And Cleveland is like the you, worst place to go for even, Christmas. Even when New York is bad, they still play on Christmas Day. Why? Yeah. Well, hey, Timberwolves got a Christmas Day game. That's the first time probably ever. No, no, KG no, ch- no chance they're playing home, right? Yeah, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's playing. Oklahoma. I mean, they're playing in Oklahoma. Oh, it would have been great if it was at Minnesota. And that's Sean Dutra's... When you look ahead. <sighs> Joel, what do we miss? Anyways, can't wait for Christmas to be over. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Blake Griffin is expected to be out three to six weeks due to uh, surgery he's having. Wait, what? Yeah, having a little surgery. Again. He's having a little, you know, he's got to get, <laughs> get, get his knee repaired. Why is uh, that uh, great? He's having right knee surgery. Yeah, yeah. Doc Rivers can't catch a break. Arthroscopic surgery on his right knee. He's out for three to six weeks, um, possibly even even more. But it's good news for Paul Pierce. <laughs> Cue oh, Paul Pierce. That's why this is in here. Yeah. The last time he was out, uh, Paul Pierce got the start against Brooklyn. The truth to the rescue. You know, no one is more excited dunk. more excited than Paul Pierce. That um, I think out. I think you are. No, I'm talking about <laughs> player wise on the team. Okay, on the freaking Clippers. Right. Yeah, you can go, Polly boy. He's been right. waiting. He's been resting. What well, are the chances of the Clippers just getting knocked down in the first round of playoffs? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Who does it? Portland. <laughs> no. It's going to be like Portland or like. Well, it's going to be whatever. Memphis. Memphis. Memphis could do it. 
Portland or Memphis? Yep. Good call, John. Or Oklahoma City. Um, Mr. Griffin is uh, OKC. averaging, fired averaging 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 26 games. He's so, a good player. I mean, it's time for the truth to step up. And that's all That's all, uh, That's all. all there is to it. Pierce just goes. Was that, was that a Doc impression? What was <laughs> no, that? No, it wasn't. What oh. the fuck is going on? Did you hear that? He goes, it's time for Bob Pierce to step up. Was that a Doc impression? Sound like Scooby Doo. As I was talking, like more like she was, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, this podcast is falling off the rails. <laughs> Clear your throat, bro. <laughs> it's not on Blake. It's not on Blake. <laughs> it's not all of them. It's Fifteen other guys. Fourteen other guys. We got Paul Pierce coming up. We got the D League affiliates too. It's not all on Blake. <laughs> so I'll see you tonight. There's something about Mary. Yes. Uh, if you guys don't know what that's from. For all you youngins out there. You In case know, you missed uh, it. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. Get Drink. the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know that movie, get the fuck out. Yeah. Just turn it off. Just turn it off. Got it now. In case you missed it, the Spurs retired. Uh, Timmy D's number over the weekend. Oh, man. I missed it. Number 21. Yeah, I did too. I was kind of pissed about no, that. No, I saw, well, I saw the clips. But no, no, I didn't think they were. Honestly, wait, did you guys see it? No, no. You, neither of you saw it. No, I saw like a. I That's saw a clip. just how Tim Duncan wanted it. I know. <laughs> I saw a clip of Pop, like the last thing he said, and then they, they embraced. That's it. Oh, there was a part where Pop sort of like he was talking about how he was like you know so quiet when they first drafted him. Yeah, and he's still the same guy, right? Yeah, I saw that. Part. Yeah, and then you saw when he paused. No. Did I seem a little embellished? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. He oh, kind of paused a little bit. It's like it's like he's about to cry. Yeah. And yeah everyone's yeah. like, oh, Popovich about to get emotional. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. So he's still upset that yeah, um, he is. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's but that's not, <laughs> <laughs> not even about that. I, I just feel like those two have that kind of relationship where like Pop, none. He looked into the camera and was like, "This is for the guy in Boston that no. thought he could ask me a stupid question. He thinks I'm gonna cry right now. No chance. No, no man. Chance. Timmy D, go fuck yourself. I just think between the two of those guys, like no one's crying. Like they, those two, like no, like, like, they're, they're like just, robots. They're like robots. I've seen great him, moment. Though. I've seen him water his eyes water up. Put it like that. Well, it's funny because Duncan's just sitting there with his eyes. His eyes are so clear. Like he's, yeah, like, he's not even emotional. He's just, he's he's just, like, he's like, wrap it up. Pop, he's just neutral. Up. He's just like, this is awkward. I don't want to be here. Now. I don't know. But a great moment because obviously he's one of the greatest power forwards of all time. Arguably the greatest power forward of all time. So uh, a great moment. Uh, Duncan spoke. I missed it. But guess how long he, 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 his this grand speech was? 48 seconds. <laughs> a little bit longer. Three minutes and 42 seconds. Close. Four minutes and 18 seconds. Oh. <laughs> I would have won on the prices right. So, this is number 21. First, first person number to get retired since. Take a guess. Dave, Sean Elliott. No. no. Dude, David Robinson. Nope. Bruce wait, Bowen. Wait. <laughs> wow. Yeah, let me guess, bro. What are we going to guess? I think I'm going to say Avery, Avery uh, Johnson, man. Well, well, well all those guys' Bruce numbers are up Bowen's there. Number, That's what really? I said. I didn't realize Bruce Bowen's number was even retired. Like, I get it. He was a, you know. He's right. not a Hall of Famer, though. Well, guess Danny Green's getting his number retired someday. <laughs> Might as well hang him up now. Yeah. Well, he, you know, during his um, long speech. Garbage-ass player. That's like the Celtics. He, he thanked all his teammates for That's during like, his 19-year no, no, career. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. But go ahead. Say it. <laughs> no, I was going to say it. It's not true, but it's kind of funny to me. Leo That's like Pogue the Celtics number retired. No, it's like the Celtics retiring James Posey for that one season. Uh, or PJ Brown. But no, he had a couple seasons, right? No, he PJ had three Brown. seasons, right? Who? Posey? Bowen, no, Bowen was, there Bowen. Bowen was there for a little bit. Bowen, Bowen was there for like six three years. Championships. Yeah, three championships. Three championships. Like six, seven years. They got Horace Three number championships. Hmm? No. I don't know who's going to retire his number. He played with like 50 teams. Yeah. 
He was on the first <laughs> championship team, San, uh, the San Antonio. No, but he was. He, he won two titles. It's not going to be the Lakers. The Rockets. Yeah, it's probably he won three. He won three. Be the Rockets. But he won three with the Lakers. The, the most Lakers, championship he the won Lakers, was with the Lakers. Yeah, but the Lakers better already have it up. No, because the Lakers have so many like. He won two with the, the Rockets. Lakers have so many Hall of Famers that it's just like no, you can't make this list. Yeah, two with the Rockets, two with San Antonio, and three with the Lakers. But if San Antonio put up Bruce Bowen's number, like, really? That's that day. I don't know. That's just weird, but go ahead. <laughs> Anyways. All right. What else did we miss? Uh, in case you missed it, Russell Westbrook, he had uh, another triple-double over the weekend. Yeah. 26 points, 11 rebounds, and 22 assists in a 114-101 win over the Suns. That's his 13th of the season. 50th. Ooh, did you see him do the sham guy? Oh. the Suns, dude. Oh. God. Jesus. We all just put the stank face right now and just thinking about it. I have no clue what you're talking about. You didn't, see the, you didn't see the Sham God crossover pass to John, you know what the Sham Adams? God is? No. You don't know what the Sham God is? Explain it to him. Ugh, how do I explain this? Do it. All right. He said do it. Sham God is like... <laughs> it's going to sound weird. But... Is it like one of those things like if you don't know what it is, you can't afford it? No, no, it's no, not. No, no. All right. Sham Sounds... God is like you do it's a crossover. Just a killer cross. Like a killer cross, but like Combined when you it. come back with it, it's like you you pretend like you almost lost it and then you grab it back and it, it was uh, you know what I'm I'm gonna pull it up I'm gonna put because it does the, the cross the, the it way like, it looks like he loses the handle but then yeah. he gets it back so again. That, so then when the guy so when it looks like you lost the handle when the guy reaches for it you pull it back and it just it just looks ugly man it's like oh. it's like a it's like a uh, a ball not a something ballpark. like it's, 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 it's like a, it's like a street, one. it's like a street court like legendary move like he pulled it up like better than skip to my loop. Mm. The guy who did it was his name was Sham God, so that's what they named it after because that was like his go to move. I'm pulling it. All right, well, we can keep going. All right, in the meantime, <laughs> in case you missed it, the NBA reached a new uh, it's predictive analytics collective bargaining agreement before the, the deadline last week, and there's a shitload of logistics into this new bargain uh, deal. And I'm just going to name a couple things because I can't name everything all because it's just we don't have enough time. And plus, a lot of shit I don't understand. You know, in terms of like the basketball-related income, BRI, if you hear that, that's what that means, basketball-related income. between It's going to go up between 49 to 51%. And in money terms, it goes up from $4 billion to an estimated $8 billion. Now, with this new deal in the next couple of years, that has a lot to do with the $24 billion TV deal between ABC, ESPN, and, you know, the Turner or TNT and NBA TV. Um, another factor into this deal is the maximum salaries for vets of five years, 10 years, also rookies and players that, that are signed under the mid-level exception, that are, all their salaries will increase. Uh, superstars that are, become, that are gonna become unrestricted free agents could make anywhere from like 30 to 36 million a year, potentially on like on a five-year deal, you can, they can make like $210 million among other factors into this new CBA. In other words, everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting money. Even the rookie contracts have been They're, jacked up. Everybody's getting tipsy, too. I don't <laughs> know where that came from, but I just started saying it. If you're a seasoned vet, you're getting paid, too. Pretty much, if you've been in the league at least 10 years, you're good. You're Hell good. You're good. Yeah. Sham gods are great. Right? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to hear anything about the collective bargaining mm-hmm. agreement. Don't care. People getting paid. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> When is Cosmo Shoe going to be to have a collective bargaining agreement? I don't know. We got to talk to Blue Apron about that. <laughs> <laughs> this, in case you missed it, is brought to you by CLNS Radio, mobile app. Make sure you download it on your iPhone or Android for the best Boston sports coverage on the web, including 
Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, and Celtics. You can also listen to the Causeway Street podcast on there. So you make sure you download the CLNS radio app. And uh, congrats to the Patriots, AFC division title over the weekend. Yeah, they did. Think they're going to make the Super Bowl? The fuck kind of question is that, bro? I just want to hear from y'all. Of course they're going to make the Super Bowl. Are they going to win it, though? If they're playing... How are they going to win it? No, I are how? they? I said, are they? Oh, are if they, they? If they play the Giants or the, or the Cowboys, are they winning it? Um, yeah. I don't think... I don't think... I hope they see the Giants. I hope so, too. I'm waiting for the Giants, but I'm... I'm t- no, I'm waiting for the Giants, but same time, just like if we don't have to see the Giants, dude. If you lose, that, if the Pats if lose three again, times against the Giants, and we lose it again. Oh my God! <laughs> Brady just retires right there. I'm not going to Dustin's wedding if we lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Who is Dustin? We can never speak about that again. Just Dustin is uh, our buddy from college who's getting married next summer, and he's a diehard Giants oh, fan. Speaking of. Uh, people getting married. Our boy Tim Tunis. Hey, he was on a, it was on the, uh, the podcast a couple episodes ago. He guy just got engaged. Congrats to the homie. He Absolutely, got so man. motivated from being on the Causeway Street podcast. He was like, <laughs> he just had to have to pop the question. <laughs> I gotta lock this down. Because I'm ready. Because I've done it all. I've done it all. I've done it all. Now what else? Pop the what else do I have to do with <laughs> I my was life? On the Causeway Street podcast. <laughs> this is it. That's it. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Facebook. All at Causeway Street. Like us on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, Causeway Street Blog. And check out our homepage, CausewayStreetBlog.com. And you can listen to our podcast when you follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe on iTunes. And that's it for In case you missed it. You know, today is a very sad day in the NBA. We lost a dear friend and a big part of the league's soul uh, with the passing of Craig Sager. And I know I speak for a lot of people who worked with Craig and who knew him when I say that uh, nobody had more zest for life and passion and joy the way he lived than Craig. He loved his family, loved his friends, he loved Bud Light, he loved golf, he loved atmospheres like tonight where he came and worked an incredible sporting event. He loved the Cubs. He loved people more than anything. Going out with Craig after games with the crew was always fun. Uh, Tonight, we offer condolences to his family, to Stacy and his children. We offer condolences to his colleagues at TNT, many of whom are here tonight working the game. And we mourn his loss. But while we considered a moment of silence, we thought it would be more appropriate, given the way Craig lived his life and the joy that he brought to so many people, to have a moment of joy instead. So I'd like all of you to, 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 to join me in an applause for a great man and a life well lived. Thank you. Craig Sager. Um, well-known as a broadcaster for TNT. He passed away last week at the age of 65 after a battle with a rare form of leukemia, uh, which he was diagnosed with in 2014. And from all of us here on Causeway Street, we just want to just send our thoughts and prayers to to his family during this uh, difficult time. Um, wow. Like, so many things over the last few days have, like, flooded my mind about Craig Sager growing up watching the NBA and like he was just he was synonymous with the NBA, with TNT and TBS, 
And even like during like baseball games, like you just you knew who Sager was, and he's gonna daily be missed. And um, I'm at a loss of words when I think about him being the best like sideline reporter, and he was like so much more than that. Right. You know what I mean? Like I just I, I it doesn't give him justice just calling him that. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. I mean, at the same time, he's just so iconic in that role because we were so used to seeing him in that for so many years. And um, it's amazing because you saw how many players have so much respect for him and, of course, his, uh, his his coworkers and all the stories that they had to say about him. And, man, what a what a, a Thursday night in terms of, like, everyone telling their stories of Craig Sager and – what a night, too, right? What a night. I mean, I I love how not only they told the stories, but they, they said the fact that, like, man, like, to lose someone like that, you know, on a Thursday night when, when T, the only night TNT is on, and to spend the entire night telling stories and, and talking well about him, you have even guys who, you know, aren't necessarily uh, TNT guys that you that we've been seeing over the years, like Kevin Garnett being there, and Chris Webber telling stories, and... You know, you see the 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 profound effect that it had on like NBA coaches, like obviously Greg Popovich and all those memorable moments and those interviews that they used to have together. And you see how the entire league reacted to his loss. I mean, that's how special this guy was, and that's how special you know um, what he what he did to the what he did for the league. And and in terms of everyone uh, sort of coming together and and just you know obviously wearing the not only wearing the shirts but. Speaking so well about him and speaking so highly of him, and he's just—he's truly an inspiration. Like truly, an inspiration for what he did and what he went through, and how he continued to work through the chemotherapy, through the hours of it. And man, I mean, I was really—that was honestly—it was a tough day for the NBA, and and to see the entire league come together like that was something special. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what can you say? I mean, cancer sucks, dude. It's the worst. You know, obviously, and we've all been affected by it, yeah, in one way or another. You yeah. know, it's it's something that it's just there, and you know, obviously, it takes the people that mean the most to you and stuff. But I mean, you gotta just—I don't know. Craig Sager was a legend. He's a he's a he's a broadcasting legend. He should be remembered that way. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, it, people are, have been affected by this awful disease in one way or another. And even though us here, we didn't know Craig personally, but you felt like you knew him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Through through the years. Of him doing his thing and just making you smile and forgetting about whatever was bothering you in that particular moment, and I we we salute you, Craig Sager. Absolutely, guys. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a cheers. Taking a special drink here for for Craig Sager and, and your name. May you rest in peace. Don't pour it out on the carpet. I just cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> he would say something like that. <laughs> hey, we're all members of this uh, industry. And you know, obviously, we look up to guys like Craig Sager and what he meant to this to, to us, and, and what true he meant, that what he meant to the uh, we could all be so lucky to the to be, field, you know, be you know, a, a fraction of what he was. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We'll never forget Craig Sager, and a absolutely. fraction of his style, of his uh, fashion sense too. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, yo, the dude had some good clothes. I mean, he just put it all together. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, the shirt, and, <laughs> the shirt was dope. The blazers was dope. The pants were, and it was just like you. You shouldn't put him together though. <laughs> but, how, but that yeah. was his style. But that how many times? Style. How many times? He didn't times? care though because he's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be me. That was, his and thing. I don't have to fit in to exactly. be me. Exactly. How many right. times you see someone wearing something like ridiculous, and you're just like, I could see Sega wearing that shit on the sideline. <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but you'd be like, yo, he'll pull That's that off. Sega. He'll yeah, pull that off. Exactly. Sega will pull that off. He can pull it off. You can't pull it off. Yeah. Cheers. 
cheers to cheers to him. Uh, anything else, guys? You guys want to add before we head up out of here? Um. Hey. Merry Christmas, guys. Oh, that's yeah. right. We <laughs> were talking about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are looking to get me a Christmas present, I mean, hit me up, man. Let so we're going to New York? No? Yeah. Why doesn't... How about this? Anybody who <laughs> listens to this podcast, just send three Celtics tickets to the Causeway Street Podcast. That's that's <laughs> or, how you can thank or us you can for send, Or you can send your contributions to the Causeway Street Fund. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. Are <laughs> oh, we got a fund now? <laughs> No, man, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather... call my bank account. <laughs> I'd rather spend it with my family, my loved ones, man, watching yeah, no, the Celtics no. the way we always do. Yes. Well, the way we used to do when we see the Celtics every single Christmas, so... Oh, yeah, I'm in for I'm it. I'm looking dude. forward to it. Seems looking so long forward. ago since the last time Celtics were on I Christmas know. Day, right? Right, whether mm-hmm. it's, whether it's uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating, everyone, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your loved ones, enjoy your family. Happy holidays. And, uh, we'll, uh, Merry we'll be right Christmas. right back after the break, all right? We'll, we promise that. Well, we'll that's, break down that's the most covering. important thing, right? That's what we do here. That's the most important thing, right? What that we break things down in Causeway Street? No, just to to be with the ones that you love. Absolutely. And don't and you know, don't take it don't take them for granted. Especially this time of the year. By the way, we're in the Causeway Street Studios, of course, and we have one amazing tree right behind us. Hell yeah, it's an I amazing tree. One on one studios tree is it. on point this year. And that's not a fake tree. It's oh not. no, that's nope. real. You can smell it. It that smells like Christmas real in here. As it gets. As we're, like as we're nearing the end of the year, our first year in the Causeway Street Studios, and this is beautiful. Oh, we're christened right now. We're <laughs> yeah. good. We're blessed. We're so we're blessed. blessed. Way. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. All right. With that, we're out of here. From all of us here. From right. our family, Merry your Christmas, family. Yo. Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Some people said I was uh, naive to the situation. I was in denial. For somebody's. And with Turner 33 years, I never missed a day of work. I was never sick. I was never to the point ever where, you know, I missed a game. And maybe I was in denial. Something special happens when people follow their passions. When they always greet the world with a smile. When they treat everyone as a friend. That's life, Sager style. Craig Graham Sager. He always knew how to stand out. From the early days as Northwestern's mascot, Willie the Wildcat, to the times on the desk and in the field as the sports guy. He did it! Henry Henry! To the years as the sideline reporter. It was his work on the sidelines that would become his legacy. Welcome back. Congratulations for rewriting the record book once more. Thanks. All right, Ernie, as we mentioned, the Bulls get their 70th win. A madhouse here, but we got our man and they got the record. Back to you. He left his mark wherever he went. He became part of the NBA family. It is not Superman, it's our Craig Shaker. Craig, good evening. For many, he was the guy with the crazy outfits. Hey, it's a nice suit you got on there. Easter passed, though. Easter already went by. <laughs> you take this and you burn it. There's not any part I can keep? No, nothing. But it wasn't so much for shock as perhaps a look into his soul. Bold and colorful yet smooth and coordinated. Craig Sager was always up for the challenge. We got to do this in the preseason? Are you kidding me? In the preseason, we got to do this? He was as professional as his wardrobe was preposterous. He was equal parts substance and style. On a a day like this, uh, basketball has to take a back seat. as we all think about somebody who was uh, very unique, very special. When someone like him passes away and you see and read all the tributes, I think you get a better idea of what people thought of him uh, when you when you 
it's taken in that scope. It's an inspiration and it should be motivational to a lot of people out there to not never give up, uh, to continue to fight throughout regardless of what's going on. Uh, and you know, for me and, and everybody else, it puts a lot of things into perspective about just being appreciative of kind of being in the now and, you know, tell somebody you love them today. You know, we, we just lost a goal. The most amazing part of him is his, his courage. Uh, what he's endured and the fight that he's put up, the courage that he's displayed uh, during this situation is beyond my comprehension. He loved the game like we love the game. That was his passion, was NBA basketball. Almost 30 years, Craig Seager has been a part of my life. And when someone passes, we all have a guardian angel now. If any of us could display half the courage he has uh, to stay on this planet, uh, to live every life as if it's his last, uh, we'd, we'd be well off. Time is something that cannot be bought. It cannot be wagered with God, and it is not in endless supply. Time is simply how you live your life. Craig Graham Sager followed his passions. He greeted the world with a smile. He treated everyone like a friend and he did it all while refusing to blend in. That is a journey fulfilled. That's life, Sager style.